This is taking longer than expected. Insidious 4! Welcome to another episode of Scaretroducing, the horror podcast that is serious about series. I'm Callum McNabb. I'm Gisela Martinez. And we are here to finally finish our Insidious 4, it was not our Insidious 4, sorry, our Insidious franchise series, whatever you want to call it, by covering Insidious 4, otherwise known as Insidious The Last Key. You don't seem too positive about it? <laughs> no, nothing. Sorry, I was daydreaming. Okay, because I think we're a little bit sad to see this one go. Uh, there's no more in this franchise because at the end of this film, do you remember what you said to me? Oh, because I, th- well, I think it's the best franchise we've covered. Exactly. That is exactly what I was waiting for you to say. I disagree. I have liked it more than I expected. But I don't think it's the best. But yes, you turned to me and said, that's the best we've done. And I was a bit bit shocked by that. But uh, before we get into it, is there any horror stuff we've done outside of? Have we oh, watched horror is done outside that? Uh, not from my side. I don't know about you. Uh, well, the, the news that you were telling me about, well, you wanted to surprise me yesterday. Yeah, there was two things I wanted to talk about before before we got into Insidious. The first one was uh, a piece of news, which I said to you, uh, I'm going to reveal to you on the podcast because it's inter- you'll be interested in it. And then you said, is it about Scream? And I was like, <laughs> yes. And uh, you, it, you already knew it. Somebody had already revealed it to you. Um, so it's about Scream 5, which is coming. We yeah. all know this. And the news is? The news is that there's going to be a Mexican girl there. What's her name? Melissa Barrera or something? Yeah. And she is she has a small connection to your hometown? Yeah, he's married to a guy. She is married to a guy. Yeah. Oh, what, he say? what did I say? I don't know. Sorry, I thought you said he is married. Oh, she's married to a guy that is from my hometown. And oh, I'm going to give you the exclusive here. I used to love that guy. He went to play to my school. And then he's, he's like... A, he's a musician. Yeah. Like, he went to one of those shows, like The Boys and The X Factor in Mexico, and he, did, he, he didn't win, but he, he had to make, like, he, he was able to make, like, a few singles and shit like that, but nah, I think Chi is a big thing. Um, but yeah, somewhere in my house, there's a photo of him with his signature, and it, I used to keep it... Um, under my couch, like not under my couch, under my um, bed. So, I did not know this. I know it's kind of embarrassing. But um, yeah, there you go. So yeah, so his wife is going to be in Scream Five. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, I've not seen her in anything, so I don't know what she's like. You know her? Have you seen her in anything? No, to be honest, no, I haven't. But haven't. they say it's going to be a big. It's going right. to be like the next. She's but, going to be in. In the Heights, which yes. is the upcoming Lin-Manuel Miranda film. Uh, About the musical. 
Yes, of course. But she has apparently been cast in Scream 5. So there you go. Scream 5 is happening. We know now that the original cast are apparently coming back. Or certainly Courtney Cox, as I saw that. We know that the directors of uh, Ready or Not are going to make it. And we know that Melissa Barrera is apparently cast. So Scream 5 news... I'm I'm on board with all three of them so far. Okay. I'll take it. The other thing I want to talk about was over the weekend we had a bit, or certainly I did, mm-hmm. had a bit of an argument about horror movies. With me? No. I don't know. With my family. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. You want to go into detail as to what, what that was about? No. <laughs> I don't, I, seriously, it's oh, so annoying sometimes, like, uh what is? Like going and going and then you get so intense and then you and your brother get all, oh no. Sometimes just like, give me another glass of gin and I'm, I'm out of here. The argument was concerning for anyone who was interested uh, as to whether or not Vainies actually were scared by horror films. And if we were actually scared by them, why we enjoyed being scared by them. They couldn't understand why the enjoyment of being scared. They genuinely could not get it. I don't. The three of them. I think my dad kind of got it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he he compared it to going on like in roller coasters yeah. and stuff like that. Like, my mom and brother could not yeah. figure it out. It's just like the adrenaline and then the aftermath of that. Like you start laughing or like oh my god, like it's just endorphins and all that. Yeah, but your mom and brother like were didn't like, get it. And the, why the 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 thing that put me over the edge in terms of like taking this from a discussion to an argument was the idea that you were allowed to be scared. Oh, okay, yes. And I wasn't, because I am a grown man, mm-hmm. so I shouldn't be scared. And that, to me, seemed, like, super aggressive. Because I know people, I know, uh, you know, people who are, so my brother's, what, he's a couple of years younger than me. I know people who I've worked with who are, like, more, like, 1920s, mm-hmm. so a bit younger. And they're fine with being openly scared. Like, these, these boys that I've worked with, you've met them, um, play football, and, you know, just do the typical guy thing, but have told me, in fact, one of them told me he went to see this film with his girlfriend and genuinely couldn't watch it. Like, he had to just look away, cover his eyes, he was so scared. And it's just like, that's not the typical, traditional, manly view of what should be happening on a date night or whatever. But I'm fine with that. Like, that doesn't bother me. Like, if it's it's a horror film that's meant to scare you, it doesn't matter what gender you are, what age you are, you want, I think you should want to be scared by it. But, but apparently they couldn't I understand the grown man was scared people by here, And that's what caused the argument. I just feel like guys here are more open about being scared. Like, yes, I don't care. Don't judge me or judge me if you want. I get scary in horror movies. I don't like horror movies. In Mexico, if mm-hmm. you ask a guy, let's go and watch a horror movie, they're always going to say, yes, okay, mm, looks shite, uh-huh. but I'll go. But that means... I'm, I, I don't like them. Yeah. I'm scared, but uh-huh. I'm not going to admit it because of the magic culture we have there. But here, surprisingly, like, your friends is like, oh, no, I'm too scary. No, I don't like that. I'm yeah. like, wow, I will never hear that from a Mexican yeah. guy, I think. Right. That's what. That's what. That's why I, I started arguing back with my mom and my brother. Yeah, I thought I, like, that is, more... like, not the culture, like, yeah. the idea that... But anyway, so for anyone who is a grown man quote-unquote, and is scared by horror films, we have your back. That's the point of these things. They're supposed to scare you, and you're supposed to enjoy it. So, 
That's Calamity Zilla's tip for horror movie fans around the world. Woo! But we're not here to talk about that. We are here really? to talk I thought about we were here to Insidious, talk about The Last Key. And ah. before we talk about it, Zilla, you must give me your score out of 10. Uh, Please. Oh my god, I totally forgot what the score. Okay, uh, I'm gonna give you. Do you want me to give you your score so far for the other three? I was already doing drums. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay, give me a score. (laughs) Okay, your scores so far are Insidious 7, Insidious 2, 5, Mm -hmm. Insidious 3, 10. Okay, yeah. 7, 5, 10. Six. <laughs> for for a moment, I forgot the number. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that makes it easy. I am a six as well for Insidious Four. No, I no. am a six as well. So that means I have our rankings, which I'll give to you all at the end. Uh, I think this is like two, three, four. No, one, three, two, and four. No, and two. And, oh. God. I think it's easy, she says. <laughs> I think it's easy. One, three, four, and two. Yes, that's how it is. That's your ranking? Yeah, I think so. That's not your ranking. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, <laughs> it's so difficult. Okay, so we'll leave it to the end. Okay. See, we fucked it up a couple of times already. <laughs> right, Insidious, the last key. Did you know anything about this movie going into it? No. Okay. It's directed by Adam Robitel. Okay. Okay. Um, who is a director for other films such as The Taking of Deborah Logan. We have not seen. Mm-hmm. He's a writer-director for that. He is a writer, but not a director, on Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension. So that's the last Paranormal Activity film. Okay. Don't like that one. He is a director of Insidious The Last Key, we've just watched. Mm-hmm. He is a director on Escape Room. Oh, I kind of remember liking that one. And he is going to be the director on Escape Room 2. So he's oh, making okay. a sequel to that. But yeah. uh, that's all he's made at the moment. So we have seen three of his four films and Escape Room 2. We'll probably see that. So three of his four, one of them being a writing credit. Um, and... The only one I can say I actively hate is Paranormal Activity, the ghost dimension. Yeah, Escape Room, I like I remember, I think. Escape Room was fun. It's, it was all right. I like the end, you wanted to know. Oh, man, the end sets it up for a sequel. Ho, ho. Anyway, but yeah, so I didn't know this before going in. I just knew that it wasn't James Wan and it wasn't Lee Wanell. And so I was kind of like, maybe this one's a bit of a dud. Like, maybe they just threw this one together and, like, you know, just got anybody to direct it that they could get quite cheaply and just throw it out to make more money. Mm-hmm. And the reason I kind of thought that is the bo- eh, not the box office, sorry, the eh, budget for this film is the same as Insidious 3. Mm-hmm. So Insidious budget goes up to Insidious 2, goes up to, again to Insidious 3 and then this one stays the same. They don't increase it again. And I was like, I kind of feel like maybe they didn't trust him with money. But then I was looking at it The reason I don't think it went up is because Insidious 3 did not, it made a profit, but it didn't improve on Insidious 2. It made less than the one before it. Uh So I think they decided, let's not give him more money. So why the other guy didn't direct it? The one that Lee Winnell. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see what was he up because to at the time. I, I was, so he was, wrote this film. He did write it. Okay, because I was like watching and he's on the movie. He and I'm like, God, where's like, oh, I made the previous one. And it's the same money. I could get the same money. Or, or it was like, oh, not too much hassle. I just want to act. Okay, so Insidious The Last Key comes out in 2018, as does Upgrade, which is his second film as a director after Insidious mm, okay. 3. So he was obviously, he was making Upgrade. So that's why he's not a director on this, I would imagine. But he does star in it. Yes, you are correct. Yeah, just, just and he weird. does write it. So they're all written by Lee Wanell. Okay, so plot of the movie. Plot, okay. So it's 1953. So this is Ellie. Ellie's. Elise. Elise. I'm so bad with names. <laughs> um, so Elise. Mm-hmm. Childhood living in this house in the area of Five Keys. Correct. You rubbish with names, but you remember Five Keys. <laughs> yeah, Five Keys. Do you remember the state? New Mexico. Yes. Hisella, <laughs> <laughs> um, bad with names, good with geography. I I know that. <laughs> like I really know that. Anyway, so this is basically how Elise started discovering her powers, how the dad was abusive and she has a brother. We discovered that she has a brother. Hmm. Um, I'm. I don't know if you want to go into some point. Yeah. So here. she. Yeah. So she has mum, dad, and a younger brother. And her mum is uh, very supportive of Elise. So it, we reveal that Elise, even at this young age, is, if not talking to the dead, uh, certainly aware of them. Mm-hmm. She can see things and whatever. Her dad is very against this. Yeah. Her dad, like, he abuses her. He tries to beat it out of her, basically. Like, that's not a thing. Is he, like, a um, a veteran or something? Uh, Gives the impression that he has a uniform. Yeah, because he has a uniform. He does have a uniform, but I don't know if it, if it ever clarifies. I think clarifies, he's watching he Mussolini or something on the TV. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. But he is not a nice man uh, and her brother is kind of just a little bit scared by this but like not against his sister just like mm-hmm. you know shut up don't tell me that kind of like what you would do to your wee brother mm-hmm. when you were a kid yeah yes <laughs> totally um and i have got to say i wasn't that big a fan of this opening scene i i was like oh please because he went for so long i think and mm-hmm. i was like oh no it's all being the real time yeah like, present time and i'm like oh the but reason, then when I, finished, yeah, I, was the like, reason okay. I wasn't a fan of it is it's a bit hokey to me, which is a girl in 1953 who has some sort of connection with spirits and demons and the dead, mm-hmm. and her mum is like super supportive of it, and her dad is a drunk and abusive. Like, it's such a cliche. Like, it's such a, yeah, I know where this is going. The minute you see the dad, you're like, he's a piece of shit, and he's not going to support this. Yeah. And the mum. In 1953, would the mum not think it's a bit fucking weird as well? I mean, I think it's a bit fucking no, weird now. No, but, but I think it's because <laughs> my she, daughter was in she the... experienced it with, I don't know, sister, the mom, or someone before. Like, she kind of knows. Did she? I don't remember that. No, no, no. I think because she's like she says, she's like, you're special. I know that you're special and there's more people like you. You have a gift. So I imagine it's in the family, us, than we see in the movie. Okay. Fair enough. I... Like, just as soon as it's set up, like, this is 1953, this is Elise's childhood, I know all the uh, plot mechanics. I know which character slots into which hole. 
Like it's all completely unoriginal. You've seen it a million times. But what ends up happening is the mum dies. Yes. And, and there's a big scare that I actually, my God. Oh yeah. Scared. So if we said Zella screamed at the end of Insidious 3, Three, she was more on board to keep that up for Insidious 4. But Screaming it's, from it's the not start. like I was like, okay, I'm going to scream at this. <laughs> like the actual, like, uh, like it's one of those movies where they are kind of perfection in that. That you are like, okay, something's gonna happen right there. Why the character is in the corner of the screen, and I have all the em- yeah. this empty space? Something is gonna jump, and then it comes from nowhere. Like, oh my god, I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Do you um, want to tell them what the sc- the scare is? Uh, no. Okay, but you did <laughs> scream. I remember. Yeah, but no, watch it. It's, 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 it's okay. She goes down to the basement. She sees a uh, Elise. This is she sees a mysterious red door. Sorry, she doesn't go down to the basement. She's locked in the basement by her dad. Her dad is furious after she kind of scares her brother and there's, she claims there's someone in the room. Locks her in the basement. And then in the basement, she sees this mysterious red door, which she opens. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's possessed. Yeah. And her mum comes to investigate what's going on. She's banging or whatever. And she is killed by this demon. Yeah. So Elise feels kind of partly responsible for her mother's death. And then that's it. Boom. We skip all the way forward to about 2010. I think it's 2010. Yes. Because it says 2010 because on all that we see in the first part, it's the dream. And then Elise, Elise wakes, up. wakes up. Yes. She's having these dreams again. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is before Insidious 1, but after Insidious 3. Yes. Okay. Which is why I like the name Insidious The Last Key. It's a bit hokey, a bit, again, like, mm, it's not a good name, but it's better than Insidious Chapter 3. I hate the name Insidious Chapter 3. Well, which was? Insidious Chapter 3. Just like that? Yes. Okay. And the reason I hate it is because Insidious Chapter 3 is set before 1 and 2. I get Insidious and then Insidious Chapter 2. It's the same story. Yeah. And then Insidious Chapter 3 is before. And it's like, well, why is it Chapter 3? Give it yeah. a new name. Are you skipping? Yeah, are you skipping chapters there? So we insidious chapter minus one. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the new name. Kind of. Anyway. 2010, she's working as a paranormal investigator with Specs and Tucker. Specs, of course, I love played those guys. by Lee Wan L. And Tucker is played by Angus someone. I just I don't care. I love them together. They're so funny. Angus Sampson. Uh, yeah, they are good. And I kind of thought Maybe Lee Winnell's kind of, like, tossed this script off. Like, it's a bit trash. He's just done it for a paycheck, and he's just going to pop up as, like, a little cameo role, and Specs and Tucker aren't going to be in this movie. Mm -hmm. Because a man calls Elise and says, I need help with ghosts or whatever, and gives her the address, and it's Five Keys, New Mexico. And she realizes that's my old house. I need to go to this alone. And she tells Specs and Tucker, you can't come with me. And that was when I was a bit worried. I was like, no! Because well, I like them. Well, yeah, but I was worried. I was like, oh, so like Lee Winnell, like he just boom, 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 wrote this out in like a day, tosses it off, and then it's a piece of trash. I'm not going to be in it. I'm going to pop up for like one scene, and then yeah. I'm done. But that's they they say no. That's we are case, coming yeah. with you. We are a team now, and he is in the movie. And I love both it. I movie. love that they both are in the movie. Yes, same. Big that's fan. The funny part of that, yeah. And so they go to this person's house and. Uh, Elise finds some things of her childhood, like a lost whistle that her brother had. Um, but then she encounters some spirits, blah, blah, blah. She says she's yeah. seen this spirit before when she was a young girl, and the spirit is now telling her 
help her. That is what the spirit is telling yeah. Elise. Help her. And they're walking around the house. And it's pretty creepy as they walk around this old house. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is like an old house. Mm-hmm. It's creepy, pal. Oh, so all old houses are creepy? Yes. Okay. Glad we got that clarified. But this one has been, like, the guy gives a, like, Elise's room is all covering, it's exactly the same mm-hmm. how she left, mm-hmm. just covering, like, spider webs. Yes, um, because the guy said that he could hear voices from it, like, as if, like, like not just voices in his head, but, like, actual people talking in the room. Yeah. And he told them, like, they had to get out, and then he just locked the door, and he just, I'm not going in there. But what happens is, uh, I mean, after a few scenes, there's a scene where she goes and meets her nieces from Christian, her brother. No, 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 you're skipping. No, that's, no, the, the, your, the reveal is what you're trying to talk about. But that's what I'm saying. There is a scene in the middle mm-hmm. where she talks to Christian and her nieces and mm-hmm. says, like, I'm staying at this house. I'm helping this man at this house. Okay, yeah. And then she goes back to the house. That is important in terms of her character growth, but it's not important in terms of plot. What is it important in terms of plot is this ghost that's telling Elise, help her, is directing her around this house. Yeah. In a sort of creepy way. You know, the way that ghosts direct people, like where you go in and you hear something and then somebody walks past the door. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the fuck? And you follow them. Yeah. That kind of direction, which is just terrifying. If only ghosts could be more succinct with their direction. Yeah, so now Elise is guided to the basement mm-hmm. by the ghost and just like oh my god that this is where my mom died and she mm-hmm. sees every, everything is exactly the same that's the only thing like come on it's been countless at least I don't know like fucking 80 and then she everything in this house is exactly the same the same the, I don't know things that curtains were, furniture yeah to be fair I didn't buy that either yeah, I was thinking like, like it's like, like 50 years later even, and it's like oh you've got the same chair and I'm like that chair would be Fucking broken, like, that's because ridiculous. she leaves the house when she's a teenager or something. She the, runs away because yeah, of the dad. Yeah, she runs away because of the dad. And the brother was still living there. So yeah. I mind the brother clean or took Elise's clo- uh, clothes and mm-hmm. toys. No, everything is there. It's like, mm, I don't buy that. Anyway. She she's is directed there. into the basement. Yeah, she's in the basement. And the a voice tells her, like, that's, that's the door, the same door that she saw when she was a kid. And it's like, oh, that's a red door. But it was all covered. So she's still kind of like scratching around to look for the keyhole. Mm-hmm. And then she finds something. She finds the, there's a door. It's just been covered. And she's looking for the keys. Previously, in the previous scene, we saw the keys hanging from the dad's uniform. Yeah. That's what I said. He has a uniform. She goes, get them, open it, and she saw this creepy woman yeah. inside there. Uh, really creepy. Like, she's on the floor, like, like hair covered over her face. She's got a chain around her neck, and she just, like, looks, like, super pale. Her clothes are all, like, faded, and she's just, like, and then, like, Elise looks over into the corner, looks back, and this person's moved. Mm-hmm. She's come right up close to her, and she's put her hand up, like, as if she's, like, like don't hurt me or something. Mm-hmm. And the reveal is... It's not a ghost. It's not a ghost. It's a real person. It is a real woman that has been kidnapped. And this is where I am kind of into this movie. Not in terms of like, oh, a hurting woman. Like, ah, isn't that fun? But in terms of... This it's just gone down a whole different avenue. Kind of like Insidious 2, which I respect, but is a mess. But I respect the whole time 
dilation thing that it does. It introduces new stings. Insidious 3, it is my favourite, but it's the most simple. But I think it's why it's my favourite. It's like it just does the it does the, 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 the standard stuff really, really well. Yeah. This one introduces this whole other concept, which is this guy has kidnapped a woman. I like... You know, I really like to listen to podcasts about like um, serial killers yes, and I all that, that thing. <laughs> or I tell you, like, oh, when we see documentaries and stuff, like, oh, it's so scary. Like, you have your neighbor or something. We don't know if they have someone in there under the under the basement or kidnapped or kids or whatever, and that freaks me out. Right. And then when this movie turned into this, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, like this is more serious shit. Yeah, it gets really serious now. Just to backpedal a little bit onto your neighbor's point, I agree with you. There is no way you could know if mm-hmm. your neighbors have a murder basement. However, I would say that's a very cynical way to live your life. Is I to mean, look I, at people and go, I mean, you seem nice, but you could also have kidnapped someone. <laughs> I don't think about that. That, But come on, there's a lot of things. Most, I'm not saying that you can doesn't happen, but in the States... I've seen all those movies or documentaries, and it's like Ohio, Missouri, in that farm that nobody goes and it's empty. And it's like, oh, there's a door that is always locked. And yeah. it's like, oh, what? And then under there, there's like women and kids, and like, oh my God, that's awful. Yeah. Anyway. What was the guy in Chicago that had like eight women in his attic? Who was oh, that the, guy? They were their daughters. No. And even one of them had the baby. No, that's in Austria. That's um No, that was in the States too. No, that's you're thinking of oh my god, I can picture his face. But it there was like the guy had daughters in the locked in the basement and the people, the neighbors know like, oh where's your daughters? Oh they went away or something. No, and that's not I'm thinking of. There was a guy in Chicago who like actively kidnapped people. It was like three or four women he had kidnapped and he had them in the attic. They were and they weren't related to him. It was not like, Oh, where are your daughters? It's like these people are completely separate to him. So nobody's going to go and ask him, like, oh, do you know where this person is? Because yeah, okay. he has no connection to them. Oh, what was his name? Was, and, they got, and they got out, like, five or six years ago. Oh, that's one I don't think... It must have been made into a movie. Anyway, Kidnapped Women. That's where this movie goes. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. So she helps this woman. She frees her. Mm-hmm. And Specs and Tucker uh, are also assisting. Mm-hmm. I think mainly Tucker. Mm-hmm. Specs is in the van watching like on camera and I think Tucker's there helping with like cut the chain or whatever and the guy who called them Ted Garza uh-huh. boom he appears in the basement why did you come down here yes so like oh my god yeah so he's he then locks them in the basement mm-hmm. and so it's up to Specs to save them. to save them and so Specs has got to go through this creepy old house with an actual kidnapper, dangerous murderer man on the loose. So now so it's now a thriller. Like, yeah, oh my now God, it's a thriller. Like, we're not scared so of the ghosts. We're yeah, scared of this guy because he's got a gun. And Specs gets the better of him. He he he, he does kill him. Remember, he, th- he, he knocks him down and he throws yeah. a bookshelf on his head and like crushes his head. And then we, boom, we just cut outside. The police are there. There's an ambulance there. And you're just going, what movie is this? Yeah, I know. Wait a second. So the ghosts were helping them. It's kind of like, um, spoilers, but it's kind of like the orphanage. Yeah, the the yeah. ghosts that terrify you for the whole movie, turns out, were trying to help remember. you. You don't remember the orphanage? No. Oh, great movie. Um, I like that twist, which is like the, the way the ghosts work is so creepy because it's so unnatural. Even, they're when, they're, even when they're doing good things. It's yeah. just so weird. You're like, it's the middle of the night. Who the fuck are you? Get out of my house. Yeah, I know. Um, 
I kind of like that stuff. So that's where this movie kind of goes. And we find out mm-hmm. that Elise goes into the basement. Yes. And she finds hair or something. Like, what the fuck does she find? Uh, she goes back to the basement. Why? And she finds out that her dad. Why she goes back to the basement? No, 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 Calum. She thinks it stopped. All this stopped. Right. And then she has a dream when the daughter is, one of the granddaughters is in the house. Right. And she's like, oh, my God, because the dad with the two daughters are there looking for the whistle. Christian. Yes. Is there a dad, our brother. Yeah. So our brother and two, our two nieces. Yes, two nieces. So uh, they are looking for that. And once get kidnapped by whatever entity. Okay. And take them to the other dimension and then get rushed to the hospital. Right. And then at least I know what happened. She's in the far into the further. Yeah. And then we discover that the other niece, she has the powers also to fly around or la. And they, <laughs> fly around. And then they go back to the house. Yes. So this demon is known as apparently as Keyface. Yeah. And what's your thoughts on this demon? First, it was really, really creepy. It's really creepy. Once you creepy. see the face, it's not... Uh, yeah. But the whole body and the thing, it's creepy. Yeah, so it's it kind of looks like the Medeiros girl from the Wreck movies, mm-hmm. certainly from a distance, and we both find that image really, really creepy. Yeah. Looks similar to that, and it's got keys on its fingers, and it you know puts the key into your throat so, and turns your throat off, like so locks your voice box, basically, so you can't voice, speak. Yeah, looks you're like listen like all your sense yeah. until you are with him in the other side. Yes. Uh, so, but yeah. as Zella says, when you see it up close, it looks like something out of a Manson video. It's, it's not that creepy. So yeah, we're in the situation when one of the nieces is with this demon guy, yeah. the demon, demon guy, and the other one is like. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you mm-hmm. or whatever. Ah, uh, yes. So she's searching upstairs with Specs. Yes, they, yeah. And Elise goes downstairs with Tucker, mm-hmm. and they're searching the house, trying to find, um, you know, certain things that are gonna help them get through this red door into the further and whatever. Yeah. And Elise stumbles across hidden suitcases. Yes. That belonged to several women. Yes. Who had been held prisoner in this house. And she realizes her dad had kidnapped women. Yes. And like, ah! she realizes that one of the ghosts, quote unquote. That she saw. She's cleaning. So we get a flashback. She's cleaning the hallway with her wee brother. And she says, there's somebody in that room. And her brother is like, freaks out. And is like, ah, yeah, you're doing your believe, ghost yeah. thing again. Runs away. And the dad comes in and he looks in the room and says, there's nobody there. And that's when Elise runs away because she doesn't want to be beaten again. Yeah. We realize... The dad could see this person. This person was not a ghost. Yeah, it was just... It was one of his prisoners. Mm-hmm. That escaped. Managed so he escaped. goes to beat Elise. He locks the woman in this... She's in the laundry room mm-hmm. where Elise sees her. He locks the laundry room um, and then Elise runs away and then the dad goes back into the laundry room mm-hmm. to re-kidnap or, re-ki- or kill this woman. Yeah. Because she's about to escape and ruin his plan. And Elise realises all this time, I saw an actual live woman... And I couldn't save her. And I didn't save her because I thought she was a ghost. Yeah. Uh, So, like, my power has worked not to help people but to hinder people. 
Yeah. If only I hadn't said anything, maybe my brother would have seen her and I would have known then she was real. But it, she says there's someone in that room and her brother freaks out. What I like about this scene is like we see the suitcase and there was the that this woman's stuff inside and the skull and everything. Mm-hmm. And then she keeps going and there's lots of suitcases. There's I'm like, so <gasps> many suitcases. I was like, oh my God. And I, Her dad is a serial I, kidnapper murderer. Yes. yes. And again, I went back to my podcast documentary like, this is so creepy. Like, yeah. oh my God. Like, even creepier than probably ghosts. Yeah. That, you know, I'm scared of ghosts. It's it's maybe not as scary on like a. It's not diff- It's a different it's a di- way. It's a different, yeah. completely different way because it is something that does happen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you believe in ghosts, you believe in ghosts, and you'll say that that does happen, but not like the movies, you know. I know. But serial kidnapping and, and murder does like happen. Like the other day, I was walking by myself. It was like ten fifty, ten. It's like almost eleven. And I was walking by myself to the house. But it was so quiet. One, obviously lockdown and all those stuff. And like some people snow out on a Wednesday night. And I started feeling so scared. I was listening to a scary podcast. But it, it was about a ghost, the mod man. And it was like, okay, no, I'm not scared. Like the mod man is going to jump on me. I was more scared like a car is going to stop and force me like to get inside. And I was like kind of running, and I was like, oh my god, why am I so scared? Like, I'm scared of someone doing something to me. Yeah. And then I thought, but you're in Scotland. Not a lot of things that happen to you can't happen to you. Can I mean, it, it, can, it can't, but it was can like, there's anywhere. more chances to me being kidnapped in Mexico than being kidnapped here. I, like, I never feel this fear before. I've been walking around yeah. here at nighttime. Anyway, so yeah, I, I was just like. And you think that's because scared. of the movie or? I think because I've recently I've been listening to a lot of serial killers and in that movie and I was like, oh, I know someone is going to force me into their van and <laughs> then do things, bad things to me. Exactly. So that's what happens is she finds all these suitcases and um, and then you get a big jump scare, which is as she's opening the suitcases, she's in a, she's in like the oh, sewer yes. when she's opening them. She crawls yes. into the sewer to find them all. And every time she, she's, so she's got like, <laughs> so tense, that's like a, a pile of suitcases, so you can't see down the yeah, sewer. Yeah, she opens it, and then she, she closes. Opens it, closes it, moves it out of the way. So now you can see a little bit down the sewer. Oh. So now, because the, the pile is going lower, and you can see further and further. She opens the second one, looks at all the stuff, the skull, blah, blah, blah closes it, throws it away. Third, Third that's one, fine. And then the, you, you keep thinking someone's going to pop up in the background, in the sewer, where like she can now see into. Yeah. But that's not what happens. It's when she opens the fourth or the fifth yeah. case. Inside. And this demon her. pops up from inside the suitcase. Oh, my God. Grabs her, boom, turns her throat off, whatever, possesses her. Elise is now in the further as well, yes. alongside her niece. Yes. And, oh, my God, we can't get into the further to save them. Ha-ha. Yes, we can. I am niece number two. I have the power. Yes. And so they have to send this girl, Elise's niece, into the further to save her uh, her aunt and her sister. Yes. And she's never been there before. Yes. And so all this is new to her. But the, uh, this is when the, now the good ghost helps her. Yes. He's like, I know where, where they are. Mm-hmm. Just follow me. It's a fucking creepy woman. But it's the woman that died because of Elise's dad. So this woman is guiding her through the whole 
Exactly. Lovering whatever weird place. And now she, I'm, she knows where, like, she shows her where Liz is. I'm not really into this scene. Like, I... Once we get into the further stuff, it's like, ah, we've seen it before. Same, yeah. This movie was doing stuff that I, we, I didn't expect this franchise to do. I hadn't seen in this franchise. And now we're going back to, yeah, but we need to finish the same way that the other three all finish, yeah. which is in the further defeating the demon. And you're like, eh. And that's basically what boring. happens. Yeah, she goes into the further and defeats the demon. And, the mom, and that's when you get the up-close look at the demon and you're like, it's not scary anymore. Like, when you see its face, you're like, ah, it's scarier from further away. And something that I kind of like, the connection they made. And I knew the the connection will be mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was that at the start of the movie, the brother is really scared of ghosts or whatever, or something that happens. Um, the mom gives the boy a whistle. Yep. And he says, when you're scared, just whistle uh-huh. and I'll come and help you and make you feel better or whatever or help you or whatever and that's how the niece used the whistle that is into the for- in the further whistle and the mom comes to help yes the mom goes yeah defeats yeah. the demon yep that's exactly what happened so that's happened yeah I'm not a big fan of that I'm I'm fan of the big reveals like <gasps> a suitcase oh my god what the fuck yeah. oh the real woman was a real woman wasn't and a ghost another thing I didn't like is when they finally are are in the further free of the they've defeated the demon but they now need to get back to their real bodies yeah and they're travelling through the further uh, do you remember they open a door do you remember what happens no. they open a door and they see Dalton the wee boy from Insidious oh, 1 oh I like that no I hated it I really like it hated it because they went to a wrong door, yeah. Yeah, because because you joked about it immediately. I don't. I, that's what I mean. Like immediately, you you made a joke. So, if if you've seen Insidious two, for anyone listening, you'll know that the further works on a completely different time than the real world. So it's kind of like a fourth, fifth dimension. You can go back. You can go forward. It's a spirit world. It doesn't work on the same linear timeline yeah. as the real world. That's the stuff I really like in Insidious 2, uh, because it's not something I expected, but it kind of fits, it makes sense, and the way they fit it in is by using a scene in Insidious 1 that was left unanswered, and they answer it by using the further. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then they don't do anything with it in Insidious 3, Mm -hmm. as I say, it's it's much more just like normal, do the basics correctly. And then in this one, they don't do it again, they don't do it either. They could do a time thing with her dad or her her younger self, but they don't. What they choose to do is a scene from Insidious 1 where we see Dalton looking at a red door. And what actually happens, according to this movie, is they open the red door and run into the room and the wee boy looks at them like, who the fuck are you? And they're like, as you say, like, oh, sorry. Oh, wrong door. And they just immediately run back out and nothing changes. It doesn't affect the scene in any way. No, but I think because it's Dalton like would close in the circle of it doesn't the, all close the, the movies. Circle. It doesn't do anything because Dalton would. No, if, I mean in terms connections. But that's what I mean. It's okay. It doesn't make. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't add anything. Dalton is in his attic and he sees a red door that's not there. It shouldn't be there. It wasn't there before. And now there's a red door there. He would look at that anyway and just be like, "What the fuck is that?" But now we're seeing that. Oh, it's because somebody opened the door that he looked. It makes no difference. They just immediately close it and run away again. That doesn't change anything. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like, this also doesn't change that. Uh, uh, doesn't give the movie a bad point, I think. 
To me, it did. Like, oh. I was just like, well, oh, not you're to just... me, Callum. Okay, but I'm saying you just threw it in there to be like, remember the time stuff from the series 2? We're doing it again. But as you said, immediately you just went, oh, wrong door. And that's it. It's just five seconds of, uh, boom, and they go away. Well, Pointless. because maybe there's a connection like, oh, she's already sensing this thing that's going to happen. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, so. pointless. They get into the right door, they get back into their bodies, and they are reunited. Yes. And then... The last... Scene, scene is Elise getting... Dreaming about Dalton. See, because of that connection. It's not because of that connection, because she's already met She's already met the I father. I know, but inside her is, brain or her spirit, is like, something is coming. And she's like, that's why she opened the doors. So like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to go. Oh, no, no, yet. It kind of I just, need to, to finish me, this. It felt like a oh, oh, wrong door. Oops. Yes, but probably that's the connection. Like, oh, I need to be there. Oh, no, yet. I need to finish this. And then I'm going to help them. That's why the door is like, oh, that's what is coming. Okay. Yes. I, okay, no, I didn't is. feel that. That's it fine. Is. I didn't feel that. It is. And she gets a phone call after having a nightmare, which is my grandson needs help from Lorraine. My grandson needs help. And Elise realizes this is Dalton. Yes, how did you know her name? Blah blah blah. She agrees to help, and that's us leading into Insidious One. Yeah. Boom. Insidious: The Last Key is finito. The film is done. The franchise is over. No, it's a good one. It is a good one. I I kind of enjoyed it. As I say, I didn't really hate any film. I just thought two was a bit of a mess, and I thought this one, after doing interesting stuff, kind of tipped back into. Ugh, we've seen it, but. For the first two-thirds of the movie, I was like, holy shit, I thought this was hokey, and instead we're gone down a completely different avenue. So Mm -hmm. respect for it. If you want to watch this franchise, I would recommend it. So you want to give me me to give you your... uh, No, I know. Okay. It's three, one, four, and two. Yes. So from bottom to top, Zella goes, Insidious 2, last place. I already said. Insidious 4, third Insidious 1, second. Insidious 3, top. And I go Insidious 2, Insidious 4, same ranking. In fact, same ranking. Insidious 1, Insidious 3. There exactly go. the same ranking. So we think Insidious 3 is the best in this yes, franchise. Yes, so good. It is. I absolutely love that so film. So good. So yeah, I hope you just give the chance to watch the series. It was really entertaining. Um you're not going to be like, oh my God, this is completely shit. You're going to enjoy a lead, at least a little bit on each movie. I think so. I think even two, as, as I say, the reason I didn't like two was it was more of a mess. That's what I said to you. I think that's the strongest series we ever see because we seem Chucky, we seem like um, Halloween mm-hmm. and all those shit. And like, there's ones that are like, oh my God, this is completely shit. Uh-huh. That but, like, oh my God, I just waste my time. And, all of these movies, I will rewatch them. Definitely will rewatch it. Even the second one. Fair enough. The reason I wouldn't put it as my favorite franchise is because I don't think the highs are as high. No, but that. that I think, like for example, The Exorcist has three movies I adored. This one has one I would say is pretty strong for a popcorn horror movie. Like right now, for example, The Exorcist. I seriously, I forgot all the movies already. Fair. I enough. still remember just one. Fair the enough. The first one. So and that's this us. one, I think I'm going to remember it. Anyway. Anyway, yes. So, yes. so that's us. That's us. Our like next Alan. episode is going to be, we'll be doing something different. We'll reveal it when we do it. Uh, hopefully it'll be in a week and not, you know, two weeks, three weeks from now because we've been kind of dizzying off with these ones. But... Uh, well, I don't think it's going to be in a week. But you don't think so? We're going to London next week. 
Yeah, but we release the episode on Monday. We go on Wednesday. Okay, let's see. We, we can do it. We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in the meantime, thank you for listening. Yes. Gracias por escucharnos. Y hasta la próxima. 